Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. I'm Roberta Foster. Well, today I welcome Mindy Steele to Author's Corner, and she has written the book, The Flower Quilter, which is published by Barber Publishing, and she'll tell you more about how to find this book and her others at the end of the program. And a little bit about Mindy. She is a mother of four and grandmother to a half dozen blessings. And when not writing, she enjoys hiking and gardening in her home state of Kentucky. But in our conversation before this interview got started, she's been very, very busy writing. So, Mindy, thank you so much (laughs) for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for letting me come on. So, uh, as we had talked off air, you have written uh, many other books. Well, this one is called The Flower Quilter, and it's actually the first book in your new Heart of the Amish series. So, tell us first a little bit about the series and what makes it unique. Well, uh, the Heart of the Amish series is actually six books total. And uh, what makes it unique is it's by three separate authors under the Barber Publishing umbrella. Barber's kind of taken each of us ladies to task to fill in a, a series based on faith and hope and, and romance for its uh, faithful readers. The Flower Quilter is the first to release. It released September the 1st, and it kind of takes you straight into the heart of two separate Amish communities. What's mostly unique about it is that I wrote about the Indiana quilt gardens, or at least my view of them. Uh-huh. Ann Blackburn, she's a debuting author. She's writing the second book called The Ginger Snap Surprise, a real sweet message about trust. The third one is Lisa Jones Baker. Now, she's sort of a veteran to Amish fiction called The Quilt Room Secret. I think you're all really going to enjoy it. It's just a great collection Um, that takes readers into the heart of Amish country from different perspectives from all three of us. Okay. Why don't you give us a brief synopsis of your book, The Flower Quilter? I just adore this story. Barbara um, is my main heroine, and she's from Cherry Grove. She's born into a family of quilters. Um, Unfortunately, she's safer if she stays away from anything that's sharp and pointy. (laughs) (laughs) Her mother convinces her that she's sort of needed in Indiana, helping her aging grandparents, and she agrees to go. Unfortunately, that help is in a quilt shop. Her (laughs) grandmother's uh, quite famous in quilting and Ah. runs a quilt shop out of Shipshawana. And uh, so, yeah, she kind of finds herself from one bad situation into another. So she's very uncomfortable among a very different community than the one she grew up in. All the buggies are different. You know, she's used to open top or open buggies where they have soft top buggies. There's color everywhere. Um, Many of the ladies in old order Amish up there are allowed to wear certain colors Mm -hmm. that she's never been allowed to. Um, But she considers it's just a summer and she's just going to get through it the best she can so she can get home to Kentucky. Uh, we also have our hero, Melvin. Uh, he's kind of a moody, broody landscaper, but he's also the sole provider to his sister and niece, uh, his widowed sister, actually. Um, but then when his livelihood sort of gets threatened, it's Barbara's grandfather, who's a minister there, who uh, sees how miserable his granddaughter is and how much he needs help and convinces him to, you know, let her help him mm-hmm. with his landscaping. And he's 
done something he's never before done. He accepts the help. And so I've kind of just thrown in two very different people and hoping to give everybody a great laugh and remind readers that, you know, God's promise of hope. And I've thrown in a whole bunch of really pretty flowers uh, to keep you entertained. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, I got a kick out of the writing in the back of your book. It says uh, that Barbara was born into a family of quilters, but she would rather eat dirt than partake in another quilting frolic or sew on another binding. And so that was kind of a, um, I don't know what you call it in liter- literature terms, but, you know, the fact that she'd rather eat dirt and she ends up playing with dirt, doesn't she? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wonderful play on words. I would agree because she would really rather eat dirt than so. <laughs> Is this your first book in writing about the Amish culture or uh, what kind of research did you have to do for this book? I'm not a, a total newbie to the Amish culture. As I live in an Amish community and I have many wonderful Amish neighbors and okay. and traveled and made many Amish friends along the way. But I have, uh, like I said, a lot of Amish friends, and they've helped out tremendously in helping me know the differences between communities. Okay. As Amish readers know, you could go from one community to another, and some of the wording's different, you know. Sometimes things are just a little different, but not much. But as far as the quilting and gardening, I grew up doing both. Um, I did some research for my hallmark, uh, the Amish flower farm, about greenhouses and and flowers. but. I, I used a lot of that knowledge and other than getting to know the area. My husband and I go to Shipshawana once a year, so getting to know the area was important. But I really didn't want to take away from the story that was in my head. Mm-hmm. So I made sure I learned more about the quilt gardens after I wrote the book, just to make sure it fell in correctly than I did beforehand, because oh. I already had this vision in my head of this whole story. And I just didn't want anything to interfere with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about this garden quilting uh, in just a moment. First, let me remind the listeners that I'm talking with Mindy Steele regarding her book, The Flower Quilter, which is published by Barbara Publishing, and you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. So tell us about this garden quilt. Um, What exactly is it, and are they common amongst Amish communities? Well, actually, they're not very common, even though the Amish are um, very prolific about their gardening, their flower gardens. Um, anybody who drives past one of their um, parcels pretty much can tell that they upkeep very well. But garden quilting, I guess a little bit of history with it would be like as early as the 19th century. Quilting and gardening were just such a huge instrumental part of women's lives, period, mm-hmm. and you had this explosion of magazines that started coming out with gardening and, and different things. So women sort of just, especially in southern Appalachia and some North, New England states, they started just combining them. They began doing patterns for flower gardens ah. featuring, you know, and these were pictured in these magazines in the early 19th century. And they started embroidering flowers onto quilts. So they kind of already mixed them, but in essence, a quilt garden is just simply just taking a traditional quilt block and using that pattern, only doing it in flowers. Um, The quilt gardens that I wrote about of Indiana that are featured in my story, actually it was an idea that was tossed 
about with their tourism uh, committees up there, mostly mm-hmm. out of Elkhart and Middlebury, trying to bring more tourists to the area. So they created two test gardens. Um, I think one was at the Essen House. I'm not for sure where the second one was right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But people fell in love with them immediately, so they just continued to create more and followed them along the Heritage Trail that's very popular in the area. And I think this is like their 16th year of doing this. Wow. You can go online and look up the quilt gardens. Um, there's maps and, and all kinds of stuff of you know where you can go and see them. Millions of people actually go every year to this. They even have an app you can put on your phone okay. where you can check off when you've seen the gardens or the murals you know, that they've put up. It's really very interesting. Hmm. Well, one of the things you mentioned was that um, your character, Barbara, helped out in with quilting in her home, and then she went to help her grandmother and, and it's quilting again. Um, are occupations amongst the Amish women uh, rather limited to quilts and gardens? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I have met, um, I mean, of course, we all know that there's bakers, and many yes. of them are nice entrepreneurs themselves because in some areas like um, in Ohio here in Kentucky many women have shops cottage shops we call them um, outside their homes okay sometimes in their homes uh, they'll do sewing um, different craft soap making um, okay candle making uh, the list is kind of unlimited they do so uh, I guess the jams and jellies and baked goods and I've been to, I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with cottage shops, so I'm constantly going to different ones. I've met basket weavers and um, as far just as the women, and it would would probably really surprise you of how much talent is involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about the faith elements that you've weaved into your story. Well, um, my my biggest thing is anytime I wrote any of my stories, I've, I've tried to build everything on community um i'm just really big about community we all do not exactly have a choice of the families that we're born into but we do have a choice of the community we plant ourselves in and each of us have parts and roles but as far as the faith element it's just always knowing that you know sometimes you cannot do everything alone but you can always you know accept help to be a better version of yourself and and vice versa I just hope that the faith element is brought out in the writing. Tell us if there was uh, something special about your characters that holds a special place in your heart. Well, that would be a toss-up. I kind of connected with Barbara where she didn't fit in. I'm not exactly one to fit the mold of my bloodline neither, but she wasn't so different from other women. She was just different from her own family, and that took her a little while to accept and understand she has a very large and extended family, and you'll get to meet many of those members as you read the story. But to be honest, I would say Melvin truly was the one who tugged at my heartstrings the uh. most. You know, I felt his hurt. I felt his responsibilities, his wants, his wishes. I mean, he's raising a niece, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as his own because he doesn't believe he'll ever be a father. And he showed her a lot and has a tendency to hold on to a lot of of guilt too uh, from his past but he always does the right thing no matter what it costs him so yeah he's, he's just one of those 
quiet characters that you just you can relate to and you admire and you like to see his journey. All right. You have uh, been an author of many books, and so I would imagine there's another one uh, that's coming up. So why don't you tell us about your next book uh, that you'll be publishing and when it's available? Well, the next one will be the fourth book in the Heart of the Amish series. It's called Courting an Amish Bishop. Wow. <laughs> Readers get to meet Stella Smucker, which most people call her Doc Stella. Uh. She's an unwed midwife and healer who is terribly obsessed with tea and boiling water. She has a faithful companion named Ellie that is a silver lab that kind of goes everywhere with her. And I actually have a silver lab named Ellie, so I finally put her into a story. Readers <laughs> have kind of been on to me about that. So Stella kind of survived like a hard life growing up. And she just finds her means of helping people is by healing. Like, that's her calling. Yeah. She just, she really wants to always help. Even in the worst circumstances, she just always feels like, you know, she's only got to depend on herself. She also mm-hmm. doesn't believe in love and isn't even sure she knows what that means until uh-huh. she meets the bishop. Okay. Yeah. All and right. Simon Graber, yeah, yeah, Bishop Graber, he's kind of... Um, a man stuck between his roles, and he really hates tea, and he's not a fan <laughs> of dogs. <laughs> but when the flu kind of enters the area, he has to get a little help. So he finally, you know, it comes to meeting Doc Stella, and at some point he's just going to have to learn the difference between duty and heart, or if there is one. Mm. Okay. Well, that sounds very, very interesting. And so, uh, Mindy, tell our listeners how they can uh, keep up to date with you on your books and events that you're a part of. The easiest way would be through MindySteel.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there, see all my books, upcoming events. I have tons of great recipes in there as well. I would strongly suggest um, for readers who enjoy Amish fiction or romantic suspense to join my readers group on facebook at mindy Steele's over the fence friends my assistant vicky and i we really like to try to make this a fun place for readers you can just pretty much go to mindystills.com and find all the links right there so let me remind the listeners i've been talking with mindy Steele about the flower quilter and we thank barbara publishing for giving us a copy of the book to talk about and uh as a reminder to our listeners if you miss any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again you can find it on your favorite podcast provider or through kneo.org and so mindy thank you so much for your time with us today Oh, thank you very much for letting me come on. And you are listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Join me again next time. If you live within the broadcast area of KNEO Radio, we have a podcast just for you. The KNEO Community Connection keeps your finger on the pulse of what's coming up in the four-state area, telling you about upcoming events you don't want to miss, organizations in our communities doing great work, and conversations with the dynamic citizens who are behind it all. There's a lot going on around you that you don't want to miss. This is Luke Taylor. Join me each week as we talk about what's happening with the people who are making it happen. Brought to you by KNEO Radio 91.7 FM and the Sky High Podcast Network. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.